Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. better job of this year, man. What is that? Covering the NBA. You think? Now they got a bona fide superstar that everyone's talking about, finally. <laughs> That's awesome. LeBron James fatigue is real. Now it's time for Wimby Mania, baby. Let's go. Devin Booker's out tonight. And Bradley Beal. And Bradley Beal. A. Marie, take the Lakers. With the points. <laughs> Money line. I actually Thunder, need to look at the spread. Uh, you should. Good. They they did not put it on the Warriors by any means, just a couple, uh, two baskets there or whatever, but they look like they got a squad. It'll be the Kevin Durant show tonight, obviously. Big night, big opening night for a lot of teams last night. A um, handful of things jumped out to me. is really impressive. Celtics win, really impressive. Mm-hmm. Thought that was big. Yeah. The, and it's the same kind of thing where these, and they were all close. Like, I, I mean, the Pelicans, I guess, won by a couple of possessions. Thunder really kind of put it on the Bulls. But, I mean, otherwise, all of these were games, really. You know, and it was, it was good. The NBA is here. Oh, the Pacers put on the Wizards, too. Hornets, they won by six. The magic were the big show, or was the lack of the Rockets' offense, which was... That was sad. That was incredibly sad. They had a really promising preseason. I know it's preseason. The Rockets played really well in preseason. They got some great young stars, and they got embarrassed. 15 points on 23 minutes, five rebounds, two assists. That is the first official stat line for Victor Wimbiyama in a loss against the Dallas Mavericks last night. Not the leading scorer. It was that Keldon Johnson. We talked about him a little bit yesterday. Or, excuse me, it was Devin Vessel. Johnson behind him, then Wimbiama. It's a bunch of dudes that are going to spread the ball around at the beginning of the year because they're filling each other around, and he's yeah. just a rookie. Yeah. Hey, three weeks from now, a month from now, every single possession goes through number one. Well, I think it would have happened last night, too. Because obviously he's going to play limited minutes. They're going to give him bench time. They want him. They don't want him to be hurt. They're going to pace him. They were up so big he in can the first get, quarter. So yeah, so he can go through a whole season. Wimbiyama's problem last night wasn't his play on the court. Is he got in foul trouble early? Yeah. So I think they're going to limit his minutes all year. But also they got limited even more because he was in foul trouble. Well, and, and, he put know, up 15 points in 23 minutes stud. in his first game ever. The foul stuff is going to be an adjustment for him. Sure. Because the guys he's been used to playing against, they don't move as fast as the guys here in the NBA. They can't do things with the ball the way the guys here in the NBA can. They can't get around his big body, you know, or excuse me, they can do it more easily than whatever he was playing in France or Europe or Italy or wherever. Right. The the difference is him keeping that body tight, and, and it's so hard when your whole life is just the extension of your arms and legs. Like, yeah. this guy's gigantic. But if he can bring it in tight, if he can keep it real honest, he's going to do really well defensively. That will be his biggest learning curve, like you said. It won't be scoring the basketball. It won't be moving through the offense. It will be not hacking dudes as they run past you. 
Because, I mean, with his skill set, he can block everyone on the court. He can steal from everyone on the court. He can pull away from double teams on a court. But look, he is a rookie. Yeah. He is 19 years old. As talented as he is, and I think he's going to be the face of the NBA as soon as this season, if not within two or three years, he's still a learning curve. He's still young. He still has to go through it. And you know how many pissed off, into the bench veterans are just waiting to shut him down. We're going to play their biggest game of the year against him to make sure that he knows welcome to the NBA kind of vibes. It's going to happen all year. I don't know. I don't know. I think they're going to be afraid to. And I'm not trying to be the guy that says there shouldn't be that kind of welcome to the NBA kind of inter- I just, I think the NBA is warning everyone. And I'm not saying like an official zebra walks in to an opposing team's locker room before a game, but does an NBA official? And they say, hey, heads up, there's more people watching this game. Maybe Dallas is not a prime example because people probably would have watched the Dallas game. Sure. But let's say if they were to have been playing the Trailblazers last night. They say, there's a lot more people watching this game, and it's not because of you guys. And make sure you don't do a thing that distracts the audience or loses the audience or whatever. Because the NBA, unlike the NHL, which we talked about at length earlier. Right. Big thank you to A. Marie, by the way, for filtering a million calls in the opening segment. And, A. Marie, you said Eddie reached out. Eddie Nunez called said, go Lobos.com slash tickets. Tickets will be available for tonight. They're going to pack the pit. So get down there. The pit opens at 6. Head down. Get your tickets online before. You guys know the routine. So much easier. So much easier. Get all your stuff. Get down there. Become part of the opening night festivities. And then afterwards... I'm not here to say it's on fourth. Hang out with the boys. Let's go. We'll be here, baby. Watch a little Thursday night football. You know, I, I agree to a certain extent with what you're saying. I don't think an official uh, from the NBA is going to walk into a locker room and say, hey, this is the guy. This is the face of the NBA. Don't do anything stupid. I think it's implied already. I think everyone knows already the impact that Victor Wimbayama is going to have on the NBA worldwide. Right. In Europe, in places where, you know, people of color are the predominant uh, citizen, uh, anywhere where they're looking to get a new hobby. And I'll tell you what, my new hobby is checking in on Victor Wimbayama every night, every single game, because this is going to be a fun ride. I think my hobby is about to be checking in on Harrison Barnes and the Sacramento Kings. They did not miss a beat. In the offseason, obviously, they had that big big turnaround season last year. There's not another way to say it. Yeah. Uh, Barnes goes for 33 last night. Sabonis goes for, for 22. A bunch of other guys in double digits. Offense moving. They gave up some points to the Jazz, but the Jazz can score. Right. But if you're going to put a 130 burger up there, that's almost as good as the Fuego burger from Sadie's. Very close. Very close. Very, very close. I really like the um, second half run that the Lakers went on last year. But... The rise of the Kings yeah. was absolutely fantastic last season. And I think they're going to continue it this year. And what I like about them is there's not a bona fide number one superstar. I'm getting some Detroit Piston vibes. I'm getting some young Thunder vibes before, like, the real rise of Ooh, Kevin Durant. Or the current Thunder shoot. Yeah, why not? The current Thunder are going to make some noise this year, too. But I like how there's not, like, one bona fide super, superstar. They got 
eight guys that can go, and they all play together, and they play really good team basketball. I mean, is that going to move the meter as far as uh, ticket sales and jersey sales and ratings go? But basketball fan loves to see something like this. Welcome back, Chad Holgram. Let's go. All right. All right. Had a little bit of a game last night. Played a bunch of minutes, scored 11 points. That shy Gil. Uh, SGA, oh, baby. You, SGA. 31 of them, though. And the Thunder put it on the Bulls. They were out big, up by 20 over they. And, and the Thunder. Well, I like that a lot. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, I don't know, good, good representation of basketball on a day where there was no football, so super smart to do that opening day today. Don't think the NBA doesn't do that on purpose. They absolutely you know do. It. Also, when you're juxtapositioned against the day off of the World Series and the idiocracy that is the NHL, this just kind of shows you how many steps ahead the NBA is of everyone else. I mean, growing up being a baseball fan and just knowing that that was America's pastime and, mm-hmm. you know, seeing when I was young, like the rise of popularity of the NFL and MLB dropped down to second and then the rise of the NBA through the Jordan years and passed it on to, you know, passed the torch to AI and McGrady and, and, and that Kobe and that generation and then passing on to LeBron and seeing the rise of the NBA. The, yeah. They're pretty firmly established as number two now. It's impressive what the NBA has done, and it's just going to keep getting better with all these great young athletes. And now especially, I will beat it to the ground, the future best player in the game, Victor Wimbayama. Must-see TV. Sixers and Bucks tip off in just like 20 minutes. Dame Lillard's adjustment in Milwaukee, I think, is, if not the best storyline that's not Victor Wimbayama, it's got to be the second-to-best storyline Look for they to, I think, be impressive tonight against the 76ers. Also, the 76ers deserve to lose one because of the Phillies. The 76ers deserve to lose one because of the 76ers. <laughs> they did that to themselves. Well, I mean, you had all the evidence in the world to not mess with James Harden. Yeah. You could have gone over, you could have gone after any other competent point guard in the NBA. Hey, I'm a Fairweather Rockets fan. I used to love James Harden. His peak in Houston was so fun to watch. When he is healthy and balling out, he's fun to watch. But he sucks as a teammate. He sucks as a team player. And he sucks in the playoffs. This is their own fault for going after James Harden. Whether they had a Ben Simmons problem or not, you brought this upon yourself, sick. He's Night. traveling a lot during the game. As <laughs> <laughs> Suns and Lakers tonight as well. We already mentioned no Booker and well, who else was out? Beal as oh, well. Oh, Bradley Beal's out as well. So you're going to see just Kevin Durant tonight. So I think the Lakers will um, Lakers will get that first win of the year tonight over the Suns because Kevin Durant is a guy who can score a lot of buckets, but he's not a guy who's going to carry a team. Um, all himself. season long. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's it. plenty of evidence of that. We'll preview the Thursday night football game whenever we get back. It's Tumen on live from Sadie's on 4th, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. You want the injury report? You want the spread? How do you want to start this thing, man? Uh, dealer's choice. Buccaneers, out. 
a guard named Filer, no clue. A safety named Merriweather, pretty good. Wide receiver named Chris Godwin, you know he. Ooh. Make sure, make sure Mike Evans is in your lineup tonight. They're going to feed him the ball 20 times. Baker Mayfield, questionable. Then go play. All right, Chris got update. Chris Godwin was updated to questionable. And so I don't exactly know the difference between questionable or any other level of injury. He Isn't was limited in practice. He was limited in practice this week. He's expected to play, but not a lot of plays. I mean, who who's writing this down? Bill Belichick or yeah. like a like a normal reasonable coach? That's a good one. I like that one. Because usually that's like a just a tactic by the hoodie. Most people are pretty reasonable about what they say on their injury reports. Buccaneers versus the Bills. The spread is favored to the Bills nine and a half. Oh God, that's too many. I'll take the Bucks keeping it close. Okay. Absolutely give me the Bucks keeping it close. Hey Marie. Uh, I think the Bills win this game. Uh, after Amory's... being embarrassed last week. But I'm just I'm I would I wouldn't bet on this game. <laughs> but I agree with Van though that it is gonna be good. No, I wouldn't either. I'd never it's terrible with the big that big of spread. It's a waste of yeah, my never... time. Um but I do I do agree with you, Van. I think the Bills uh, will keep it close. They're kind of a mess since London. But I do think yeah, they, don't, win. they win. Don't waste your money on Thursday unless you got some insider info. Maybe some prop bets, but that's it. Buccaneers over under. Oh, yeah, make it fun if you want. Well, I don't hate the idea of taking the Bills as they could score more than 10 point, or excuse me, be 10 point winners at the end of this one. I don't hate that at all. That's like a, a. Marie said, you don't put the money on it because it doesn't pay out the right way. No, all right. too big of a spread. The over under of 43 and a half, so I'm taking the under. Taking the under on the 43 and a half. I like the under. That's that's how Tampa Bay is going to keep it close by playing really good defense. Well, and aside from last week, Thursdays are the under. That's yeah. their thing. Aside from last week. Last week was a game. I also Buccaneers would start three Rashad White. Spread the season, Buffalo. What? I, would I do Rash- like that also. I would start Rashad White. Is it like an RB2? Is that what you're talking about? No, as, as RB1 because I think Baker's he, struggling a little bit. They're going to be running the ball a lot tonight. I agree. Thanks, man. Everyone is struggling with injury on a Thursday. <laughs> After a short week. Yeah. You're welcome, Amory. <laughs> Will you two stop? That's the, in, that's the insight we need here tonight. I know. The well, Bills aren't the Bills. They beat. They only had one game, good game all year, and they beat the Dolphins. They got embarrassed by the Patriots, who anybody in NFL with 22 uh, living human beings have been beating the Patriots all season, and then the Bills lost to them, and it's a short week, and they're hobbling, and Josh Allen doesn't seem to be Josh Allen so far this year. I really like Tampa Bay plus 9.5, but... Like um, degenerate gambler Amory Castillo said, just don't bet on a Thursday. Yeah, it's not worth your money. The Bills are 31st in the league in yards per carry. Yeah, start Rashad White. They allow more yards to. (laughs) They do not know how to stop the run. (laughs) 
All right, Amory, just for you, I got Rashad White in one league. I want to make sure he's in, in, in before I, I kickoff. Didn't see his make sure I don't get locked yardage. out here. Let me see. Oh, thanks for reminding me. Buffalo's 15 and 3 in the last 18 games against the NFC teams, which is a fun one. That's only, though, in primetime, y'all. They don't lose the NFC in primetime. Tampa Bay just doesn't win in primetime. Tampa Bay's never won in Buffalo, Amory told me earlier. Yep. I don't think Tampa Bay is going to have a shot tonight, even with their, like, resurgence of a quarterback in Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I mean, Tampa Bay's been playing as a team and doing everything they need to do within their power to win football games. I don't see them winning this one, but I do see them keeping it close, staying competitive, running the ball with Rashad White, feeding Mike Evans over and over and over again, and containing the big play and keeping it close. Actually, I'm talking myself into it. I kind of want to take Tampa Bay plus nine and a half. <laughs> I'm in real I mean, time talking Van. myself into this. What am I doing? Van, you know I support this. Amory, put 20 on it for me. I'm not going to make it Thank there you. in time. You support my awful habits? I support your awful habits, but <laughs> if anything, I would throw it more in a parlay than I would just straight up at a plus nine Tampa Bay. A hurt Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay plus nine, the under and a Rashad White touchdown. Is that a good one? Yes. <laughs> I want all of my parlays to be done in one game. We've had this talk before. Sure. I'm not interested in stretching them out over multiple games. Put them all in one. If I were to do 16 different three-thing parlays yeah. in a weekend, I'd be like, this is great. I'm having so much fun. You know my favorite thing in sports that's not the bottom of the ninth in baseball is the witching hour on the red zone. So, like, doing a parlay of all morning games, we can see, like, eight games going at one time, all on the red zone. We got skin in the game on every single game. That's so much fun. So much fun also, and we can't hear the audio on it, but Thursday night football pregame at, like, Buffalo Stadium with all those weirdo fans just screaming their heads off behind them, that's good TV. Oh, yeah. Make that good. Only always. Only forever. They're insane people. I'm sure uh, weekly contributor to Two Men On, young Jake Cassio, will be just a nervous wreck. He doesn't want to get embarrassed again. Thursdays are hard. It's Two Men On live from Sadie's on 4th. Come hang out with the boys. We're going to be here, uh, well, at least for Thursday Night Football. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to head over to the pit. It's going to be a night. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Good show today, man. A. Marie, Fred ate a whole cheeseburger with green chili and jalapenos on it. May the force be with this you. This is one of the proudest moments of my life. <laughs> it was so good. It's called the Fuego Burger. A. Marie, good job today. Van, final words? Too much for the time allotted, my friend. And if you're not down here at Sadie's on 4th to watch Thursday Night Football with us, you better be at the pit supporting Lobo basketball. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.